1: Hey guys welcome back another episode of cheaper than therapy and today we talk with somebody who Janay and I were excited to talk to Brandon Alexander just to give you guys a little kind of sneak peek into what you can expect it felt like he brought us to church I mean it was just <laughs> such an uplifting fun conversation um, and he is doing just so much for the world of men which I think is so important and just bringing men together to have deeper conversations that that sometimes you know society makes them feel like they're not allowed to have.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've sort of followed him on social media for a while and have felt like the work he's doing in the world is so important in Mm -hmm. the context of normalizing these conversations around the things that men don't often have a lot of space to talk about and express. Mm -hmm. And he's just really sort of um, modeling that and making it okay to talk about it. And, you know, as we were talking to him, we were so just in awe of like how much he is in flow state and Mm -hmm. really just like riffs like brings you there emotionally with him when he talks about these experiences that we all can relate to. Mm
1: -hmm, Right. And I know that, you know, so many um, guys that I've worked with as a therapist have, you know, like when they're in that dynamic with you and they feel safe, many of them can drop into that space. Right. Mm And, and so it's there, right. It's there for all of us. It's just that for men in particular, they don't, Find that they have the safe space to bring it up and I think that one of the amazing things that Brandon does is that he not only does that through his platform on Instagram but he also really does that in person right so he does like hmm. male groups and all these things and and just has kind of made it his life mission to make sure that men feel like they have the space to go there and so yeah really important stuff
0: yeah we loved this conversation we know you guys are going to as well enjoy
1: today we have Brandon G Alexander who is an actor and a founder of New Age gents which we're very excited to talk about um, thank you for being on the show with us Brandon
2: Thank you guys for having me it's been a really good day oh, yeah. I'm really <laughs> I am really yeah i'm just really excited to have this conversation
0: oh we're so excited to have you i feel like you're one of those people that i've been following for a while Brandon and was just, you know, early on when we thought about doing this podcast, I thought about you as one of those people who sort of does the work that we are moved to Mm -hmm. do and sort of destigmatizing and normalizing conversations around mental health and how we're really doing and vulnerability. And um, so, yeah, I'm just so excited that you were able to come on and join us and just excited to hear a little bit more about your story. So can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about you and just like where you grew up, where you came from. Um, I really don't know that much about your your backstory.
2: Sure, so I think the thing that surprises everyone is I'm an ex-professional dancer. Really? So I used to dance, yeah, see, there it is. There it is I right saw there. that in
0: your
1: write-up There's... and I was like, "Oh, yeah. So okay. cool yeah. <laughs> they, want,
2: they want the nuggets, so like, who'd you dance with? We where want the shirtless? nuggets, I saw Beyonce <laughs> right.
1: on there. Oh, love it. That's you exactly did, vote just <laughs>
2: Starting off early guys, love it. <laughs> great,
3: it's right a great, great start. Right? <laughs> um,
2: so yeah, I did, I, I danced professionally. Uh, I moved here, in two, I moved to LA in 2007, fresh out of high school from Texas, Kaleen, Texas.
3: Wow.
2: Uh, it's unfortunate, the only reason people know Kaleen now is because of the young lady that was murdered. Um, it just always seems to be bad news that comes out and people are like, oh, you're from clean right? I'm like, yeah, but not yeah. just for the bad stuff. Like, there's good things that come out of Kaleen too. Moved away from Texas, came here to pursue dancing professionally, hip hop dancer, people always need me to clarify, not an exotic dancer and not a ballerina. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I had an opportunity and I was very blessed to work with artists like uh, Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce and Rafael Sadiq and work with other artists on music videos and, and tours and different things like that. And it really opened me up to this idea of comfortability with people. -hmm. Of different backgrounds and different variations. If anyone's in the industry, you understand that on set you meet all kinds of people from the wardrobe person is from France, hair and makeup is from Colorado, the director is Italian, Mm -hmm. and then you got somebody from New York, from the Bronx, you know, working one of the the boomsticks. So it helped me to really learn how to operate, be a citizen of the world, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then in 2013. Um, I kind of started to like get away from it. I stopped dancing really professionally in 2012, but in 2013, I made a big shift and started new age gents. I saw a window of opportunity to have a conversation that was the counter to what the narrative currently was. Mm -hmm. It was chivalry is dead. There's no more good men. And where do we go from here? Right. And the feminist movement had really picked up some steam. So it was like empower, 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 empower women. And I was looking for things that empowered, 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 empowered me. That for someone who looked like me, felt like me, and lived like me, and there were few resources. So I figured why not become a resource? The caveat to that is it took a push from another man mm-hmm. who heard what I was saying and I wanted to do something under his platform. And he said no. And I, was, I felt initially it was like a rejection. he said, no. And then he said, go start your own thing. Mm-hmm. You have so much in you. You should start your own business, start your own brand, start your own platform. And every time I would do something, he would shift my messaging and shift and give me these things. And he never once was like, hey, you owe me. He just wanted to see me grow and expand as a man and as a mm-hmm. business owner. Uh, and so that's how I got to be doing new agents now for, gosh, I mean, I'll just say over five years it's been a beautiful beautiful journey to be able to do stuff like this
0: wow and so will you tell our listeners exactly what new age gents is for those who don't follow you you
1: yeah
2: absolutely so it's an online platform for men it's building better men by discussing what it means to be a gentleman Mm -hmm. now recently we've launched uh, a men's call group so that's one way we're now actively having an action behind the work that you see online where we're inviting men in for these very private, very intimate calls, six to seven guys. And we're saying, let's have a conversation, right? You don't feel overwhelmed because we have a big group in 20 and thirty, you may not want to share. So we started that. And that's really where my heart is at. My heart is to work with men and give them the tools and the resources that help me and are helping me on my
0: journey. Mm, love that. I feel like, you know, before we came on with you, Vanessa and I were talking about how powerful it is to sort of See someone doing what you're doing, whether it's spoken or not, thing that is, um, especially in the African American community, that is sort of like, we don't talk about where we're struggling. We don't, you know, right. you don't air your dirty laundry. You just kind of. Yeah, keep right. that kind of stuff to yourself. And I feel like. Your vulnerability, certainly, you know, on social media, has been so refreshing to me. Such a tool that I've sort of passed on to clients, and I think what you're speaking to about there just being such a lack of some sort of resource for men in general is so real. Like, I try to find men's groups to send clients to, and I can't find them. Same. Same. They don't exist.
2: Yeah. Well, here's what there's. There's. I know of three in particular. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay.
2: And so I think that's where, but that's, I mean, come on, three. If you were to look up like women's empowerment, you would find at least hundreds mm-hmm. of different places that facilitate and help women with that. But one in particular, uh, I go to, as a Christian man, I go to one called LA Men's Group. Uh, it's a group, of, it's, it's, it's a couple hundred guys that go to this uh, group, but since uh, everything's going on, they just Zooms mm-hmm. and different things like that. And then there's the Lives of Men, which is another group similar to mine in new york and i think they have another branch here another branch i believe in another state and they do the same thing it's it's mostly predominantly black men in that one in the lives of men but they they touch on mental health Uh, a friend of mine jason Rosario, we did an interview a while back uh he's he's one of the heads of it and then the other one is my buddy mine uh, has a group called man talks Mm. and man talks is connor beaton uh he was in canada but now he's based out of new york and he has these gatherings and these groups that he, and he has a, a Facebook community where men can go to that community. These are resources actively and readily available to men um, to, to have access.
1: I love that. Yeah. You just listed that out for people who are listening that they can, mm-hmm. you know, either take notes, send it to people that they know that might, you know, need it. We can
0: take notes for our clients. Absolutely. Thank you so for those.
1: What, what are your thoughts, though, Brandon? I'm like, I mean, I, I'm sure Danae and I have our own thoughts from our background in therapy stuff, but. What are your thoughts on why is it that we can find hundreds of these resources for women, right? But only a handful of them for men. Like, what's your thought on that?
2: Fostering vulnerability versus stifling vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Vulnerability for women has been fostered,
1: right? right?
2: Uh, you, and it starts early. I watch when you put little girls together, right? They talk and 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 no one ever stops them from whatever is happening, right? They wanna play this, they wanna do this, they wanna be creative, they wanna be emotional, they wanna whatever. It's almost like, let girls be girls. But then when it came to letting boys be boys, it's go outside and play. It's do this, it's you're gonna help me build this. It's, it's, it's this idea of you don't do what they do.
1: Physical, right? It it's tends to physical. be very like physicality versus like talking, sharing talking and sharing, yep. right?
2: Yep. And even when a boy comes to someone with something and he can't fully express it, it's not met with the same kind of openness and ready to receive. Right. A dad is more likely to sit there and listen to his daughter talk about her feelings and her day and these different things, but a son comes to him and says, Boy, would how do you what's your solution? What are you gonna fix it? It's all goal oriented. Mm-hmm. It's a very old school mindset, right? I don't mm-hmm. I don't really equate that to the dads we see today. I think the dads we see today are phenomenal. I think the dads we see today are doing an incredible and an amazing job of fostering vulnerability and emotions and feelings in young boys, especially our young boys, now more than ever. And I know, I literally know over 50 dads that are actively sitting with their sons, having conversations, putting them in situations where they are forced to acknowledge and deal with their feelings. It's
0: refreshing. I just, I I felt a little emotional as I was listening to you just now, Brandon, because I think part of what you do that I've been so moved by is the way that you affirm fathers, you know? Um, mm-hmm. We were talking right before we started that my kiddo's father sort of follows you and is constantly reposting stuff that you yeah. um, put out in the world. And I just think that, you know, Will Smith was talking in an interview that I heard a couple of days ago where he was talking about like, listen, moms, we get it. These kids come out of your womb. They're your kids, whatever. We're not arguing with that, but you got to let us be dads. you got to let us do yes. what we do do it our way and sort of like support us in that. And I mm-hmm. love your voice being someone that is really just like affirming these, these dads that are showing up and doing such a great job.
2: It's, it's an interesting challenge and an interesting opportunity to be the, not the first to do it, but to be someone that says, I, I believe we should champion
3: this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Absolutely.
2: Uh, because what we often see with fathers or dads or husbands is they'll do, they'll, they'll, they'll provide an environment and they'll provide uh, a sense of security or provide a sense of, of love or care in their environment. But I think it, it's it, what a lot of men struggle with or they, they need help with is the support to say, hey, you did good. Mm. You're doing great right now. Yeah. yeah. Right? And to say, you know, no, you're not an average dad. This isn't just you, you're doing the bare minimum. Like you take the time you just whatever is podcasted all day or did this all day, but you just made time to build a fort or you just took time to take them to the beach. It's like, we really do champion mothers. Even the moms that may not be the best moms, we champion if you had a baby out of your womb, we're gonna champion you because you're a mother. But if you made a baby, you got a responsibility. You gotta do this. You gotta show up. It's you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Instead of saying, thank you so much for just being there.
0: Mm For doing more right? just like the necessity do- stuff. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what I find with so many of my male clients is that something in this doing versus being mm-hmm. that society sort of requires of men makes it that it's like never enough for men, yes. right? Like they are yes. constantly beating themselves up. They are constantly like, I'm never doing enough. I'm never good enough, right? Mm-hmm. No,
2: you've nailed it. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. I think that's why the suicide rate men Mm -hmm. is so high i think that's why the depression rate for men is so high Yeah. right because no matter what i do and this starts back to kind of that kid thing Mm -hmm. i gotta i gotta i gotta make dad proud i gotta make mom proud some way somehow i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta do i gotta perform i gotta I got to show up in a It's way. external,
1: right? It's Instead of external. just like being who I am. And I mean, a lot of people struggle with this, right? Being who I am yeah. is worthy of the love and the admiration and the being proud of yep. me for just being me. Um, yeah. it's like I have to do something to make yeah. them proud of me. Mm-hmm. Hence,
2: when they get into a relationship, what do they end up doing? Yeah. Well, I don't really need to talk to you about my love. Mm. So how can I perform for you? How can I earn it? How can I... It's all performance driven, sex, same thing, yeah. right? I to, I've been talking to women about this idea this concept of sensuality and why women desire sensuality when it comes to intimacy versus just, hey, let's get it in, rough and tumble, throw me, move me, whatever, flip me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But men have been programmed to perform. To me, mm-hmm. that's, you know, there's, no, there's no coincidence that how they perform in the bedroom, if you look at it closely enough, you look at how they show up in life. Mm-hmm. They're not, there's no room for them to show up authentically to say, actually, I don't want to do that tonight. I'd really like to just, maybe I'll rub your feet. Maybe we can just talk for a little bit before we actually become intimate. Maybe can you rub my head? Mm -hmm. These things that we've been programmed for a lot of men to go in and they think, well, if I can do all these things to her, I can show her that I'm the man that she'll never forget. I'll show her that I can give her as many um, orgasms as she could ever have in her life but they never get to fully experience the beauty of intimacy. They never fully get to experience sensuality in this fullness because of performance-driven. Yeah.
0: I just had such a light bulb of why we so often miss one another as you were talking, right? Because if I've sort of been programmed that I need to be in the state of action, my partner has been programmed that like, presence is where connection and intimacy lies, then we are just, you know, and I think for a lot of women, it's really hard to get to that space of orgasm when i don't feel really connected and intimate mm-hmm. in that way right so it's like we're on different planets with yeah. like completely different yeah. goals Isn't it, you know yeah. what's funny
1: about that as you know glennon doyle actually talked about that she talks about how now that she's with abby now that she's with a woman she's like let me tell you <laughs> it's so much easier we're already there we're already speaking yeah. the same language uh, yeah like she jokes about it but she's like let me tell you like that part of it is actually easier because we mm. do we were programmed the same way Mm,
2: and that that's it if we what if we programmed our boys at a younger stage in life to understand touch feel Mm -hmm. cuddling kiss right it's not sexual but it opens you to the experience of intimacy which then is now carried over into your sexual experience so when he goes into high school he's not thinking how many women can i how many women can i bang how many women can i get with how the notches let me watch this porn so I can get this 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 move right
0: Exactly right
2: he'll learn that going on a walk with her and holding her hand is the beginning of foreplay
0: right
2: he'll learn that listening to her talk about her favorite book and not having to like go to the next thing is going to allow her to feel safe and open up vice versa him being able to say hey you know what I did today hey you know what I thought about today Cool. allows her to feel like, oh, he wants to share this with me. This is mm. a, a moment of vulnerability and openness. That's why I think women, when they get together, d- there's a lot of sharing. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? Here's what's going on with me. But can you believe this? Did you see that? Did you believe it? When men get together, it's not that.
3: No.
2: At all. If you yeah. see a bunch of men in the space, it is not even close to that. Oh, yeah, okay? Yeah, right. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. No, all
0: right. It's yeah. Funny but sad. Yeah. And and it's okay. so like foreign to us that we're like, how do you like, how do you, so you when even you see
2: men get together, you're like, I don't even want to be around. <laughs> what is this. that? Like, what is this? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And the same thing when you guys start talking, it's, our, our brains they're like, oh, that's just too much. Chatter and chatter and chatter and chatter yeah. and chatter. Right? Instead of, hey, here's the goal, here's what we're getting to. Let's talk about that, right? Yeah. Now I'm I'm generalizing, right? This is not every situation because the men that I talk to we have really great, amazing, Mm -hmm. abundant, full conversations where women think, I've heard women say, this is so hot.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I'm like, two (laughs) men talking is hot. (laughs)
3: And I'm
2: like, so so what do you think about, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. this? And he's like, well, you know, I've been thinking about, really, okay, can I challenge you here? Okay, and as that's happening, she's getting an insight to like, the, what what the masculine being vulnerable looks like, our flower, what does our flower look like? It's not the same shade, it's not the same shade, it's still a flower, but we haven't learned to let it bloom and let it
0: blossom. Yeah, it's so interesting though, if you think about how much that is, I believe, ingrained in us naturally, like I have a three-year-old um, little boy who is so yeah. all of the things that you're talking about, just like in his nature, he is so yeah. like sensory and intimate and like, present and connected and I'm like oh universe like please let's keep all of these qualities within him like how do we nurture this yes and I find so often that women will talk about in the beginning when I started dating someone or like the first couple dates he was this way with me Mm -hmm. and then there's like this avoidant thing that like kicks in and they're like can't do this like close, intimate conversation anymore, and I'm done, and I'm out. And so what do you think that's about, Brandon? Like, where do men go if they start out that way?
2: There's a couple of ways to look at this, right? Some get to the point to where it it gets scary. Vulnerability, we all know this, vulnerability is scary. So then you start to think to yourself, am I talking too much? Am I doing this too much? I don't know what to do with this feeling. Mm -hmm. There's no green light going off, right? Because of the conditioning in the program we're talking Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. And so, that's what I see for some men is the fear becomes more of a reality than than the possibility of love. Mm -hmm. It becomes more real than the possibility of connection. Mm -hmm. So how can I stay in this thing that is comfortable for me, my blanket, if you will. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me just go back to what I know.
1: I remember reading this research, um, maybe a couple years ago that was saying that they had done new research into cheating and why men and women cheat and wow. uh, up until this point we'd always thought that women cheated for emotional reasons and men cheated mm. for physical reasons mm. and actually the research showed it was the exact opposite that Correct. women actually cheated for physical cheating. reasons and men did for emotional reasons right and so it's kind of speaking to what you're saying it's like we're, we're missing each other and for men especially they're craving something that they're not allowing themselves to experience, right? And so, it, with their own partnership, to your point today, it's like maybe they start there, and at some point it gets too scary, so they, they emotionally leave, and then yeah. what? It feels safer to kind of find it elsewhere, or it feels safer to, right? I don't Let me know. just
2: do this. Let me protect my heart again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm opening up, but there's th- then the sirens are going off, right? It's like the sensor on the car when you're backing up to something, and it's saying you're getting too close. It's the same thing with the heart to someone. You're getting too close. You're getting too close. You're getting too close. Either they've experienced hurt, they've experienced rejection, they've experienced their own self-rejection that what I have to say isn't valuable, what I have to say isn't worthy, what I have to say doesn't matter to this person. Let me just shut up. Mm-hmm. Let me do what I can to feel that safety and security of just being, okay, no, whatever you want. Okay. No. Where do you want to eat tonight? Okay. Uh, whatever you want to watch. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, there's there's no openness to be in the experience and to be present with that person. And mind you, I'm someone who's also experienced that because I've gone through my own phases of rejection and hurt to where I will open up to an extent. So my my openness could be someone's beyond vulnerable. Sure. Right? But I know that I've capped myself off to what's possible. Because well, and I, that speaks
1: I, to continuing to push it for yourself, like push what, for you're, yourself. what you're speaking to, Brandon, is so much of what we talk about with clients, right? It's this idea of resiliency and resiliency goes yeah. across the board with any of our experiences. It's like, you're not going to go from zero vulnerability to a hundred vulnerability in one try. You right. might get to a, a nine and that might feel like, Ooh, that's too much. That's okay. Back up to a seven. And then next time maybe you'll get to 15 and then you'll back yeah. up to an 11, you know? Um, yeah. But to your point, like your level, whatever that is, might be really scary to some people and that's fine
2: yeah and the other guy the other guy is the guy that i just talked about is that he's he's tried to become vulnerable and the he felt like he wasn't being seen Mm -hmm. he felt like he wasn't being valued and appreciated for hey i've been doing the work Mm -hmm. i'm I'm vulnerable i I read the books i've been to therapy but her programming says this isn't what men do i need a man that does what men do I need a man to just be a to just show up like this. And he's not right. talking and he's not emotional, he's not open because now you're too soft for me and I don't really know what to do with this. So now he now he feels rejected right. because now what she's gone to is not him.
3: Yes. Right. And, and he's really- made
2: the experience about him as opposed right. to no, this is really about her programming conditioning saying all I've seen from my dad, yeah, all right. I've seen from my brothers, all I've seen from men is this. Yeah.
0: Even though I'm hungry for the other part. Even right though here. I'm
2: hungry for the yeah.
0: other thing. I don't know how to tolerate yes. the experience of that because I've been conditioned that this isn't what a man should be. Or if a man is vulnerable, maybe I've been conditioned to believe that I'm not safe with him or mm. that, um, I don't know, like all the yes. stories, right? But Vanessa yes. and I were having a conversation with someone the other day about like how we are, as a society just sort of out of balance with both men and women being so in our masculine that we mm-hmm. cannot sort of like find a dance with one another. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you're the speaking family. to that a little bit.
2: But though, what's so crazy is we just, we just, we just, uh, this group that I do, the refinery on YouTube, we just released a episode, this is not a plug, but we just released an episode called Change Is Coming, but we talk about the dance of life. I have dance, my buddy Colt, Pradisky dances, and, and John, he gets it, he's done salsa and stuff like that. So we're talking about the beauty of the dance,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Where we're at right now, women want to lead mm-hmm. while asking for us to lead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I need you to lead me. I need you to lead me. I need you to lead me. I'm being spinned around right now. I don't know how you expect me to, but I need you to lead me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm surrendering to, lead me.
3: Right.
1: Doing nothing. Which, ooh, just, that just brings up so I, much feeling in me. I I, I, like, I really can... wondering, <laughs> I was like, how's that feel for you us? <laughs> right, because, because I am somebody who has always been so much more my masculine right? And I've and talked yeah. about this before, but I mean, I was raised by a single mother, and it was very much this kind of, whether it was spoken or unspoken, it was very much this dynamic of like, you know, fuck guys, you don't need guys, like you can do it all on your own, right? And, yes. Um, And so I believe that I was kind of, I stepped into that. Right. And, and so I'm very good at being in my masculine. I'm not so good at being in my feminine and I'm not so good at allowing my partner to lead. Um, Mm -hmm. and yet I want my partner to lead. So it is, it's very confusing. It's confusing to us. It's confusing to men. Um, and I think you just, I mean, what's the solution, right? The solution is hopefully you find a partner who can look you in the eyes and say, yes, it's confusing for me too maybe let's try to do something that feels hard and different and just see what happens. And if it doesn't work, we can pivot and try something new.
2: What's interesting about all this, right? Is we, we, we are so, we're so conditioned right now to believe that women are vulnerable by default by nature. Mm. I think that myth needs to be debunked Mm. because more women are closed just because you talk doesn't mean you're vulnerable.
1: Yes. Or just because you're vulnerable with your friends doesn't mean you're doesn't vulnerable, mean with
2: you're your vulnerable own in a. Correct. Oh,
0: oh yes. <laughs> 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 I'm like yes. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: what I've noticed, even with the recent experience I've had with meeting a woman who has gone into this place of, with friendships, with romantic relationships, not really feeling like anyone can lead her. Mm-hmm. I I I knew that I had to be gentle in my leadership and approach mm. to say, "Hey, you can relax."
0: Well, I don't need to. Re- hey,
1: without saying the word "relax," obviously.
0: Re- well, <laughs> I'm like, actions- that's triggering. <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> is activated my- by the word "relax." <laughs> right, right, but
2: in my actions, right? Well, yeah, and there have been occasions, and here's the thing: there's been occasions where you have to actually put your foot down. Right. That says. You are not afraid of my feminine fierceness. Hey, hey, I'm taking care of it. Mm. It's okay. Mm. And in that, it's like,
0: Yep, God, that's, uh, yeah, that's I wish people could see your body language. Yeah, exactly it's, what I, it this is up. the one time I wish we had a camera on Brandon yeah. because that's so exactly it. And it's yeah. so like, we're. these are some of the things I feel like, I don't even know if it's like we're not allowed to say, but they are so true. And I remember in my marriage once, we went to a marriage therapist mm-hmm. and we were sort of talking about the dynamic that you're speaking about, right? And the therapist said, I right. want to try something to my husband. The next time Danae is in that space where she's just sort of like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to take her in your, your arms and mm-hmm. like contain her and yes. hold her, right? Yes. And I was like, I don't even know what this therapist is talking about. Don't and even I,
2: come over here. Don't, don't want to even. Do that.
0: <laughs> he might get killed.
2: <laughs> it's true. Right? It's true. It's, 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 a, it's a moment. It's a moment. But I'm
0: telling you, he tried it and my entire body, like it, yes. I, I was overwhelmed with the emotion of like... I'm okay, safety. it's like contained in that way. Exactly what you just described with your body language, I felt that in that moment. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, it's just so interesting to hear you articulate what that was. It's safety.
2: I mean- It's safety.
0: Yeah, safety is like the biggest word. And, and what's
1: so funny is that as I say the word safety, I'm aware that there is this uh, maybe misunderstanding around the word of safety that feels like boring, or I don't know, like there's, that there, can't be, there can't be fireworks and sparks and safety at the same time. And mm. I actually feel like it's the exact opposite. I feel like if Ooh. you can be safe and feel safe, there can be even more sparks. More.
0: Well, think about what we do with dogs. When there are fireworks, right? Like, have you seen yeah. those like swat- thunder blankets? That, well, this like is perfect. Saddle. This is perfect. No, <laughs> this is
2: great. I've got two. I love dogs. This is amazing. Let's keep it going.
1: Let's go thunder
0: blankets for women,
2: right? right. Yeah. We're gonna trademark that shit.
3: With like a man, like a man arm. Two arms. <laughs> arms. <This> is- <laughs> I'm dying.
2: <laughs> you, you, hey, you, hey, 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 hey! Get your blanket. Get your blanket.
0: <laughs> it's got like a mannequin head. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Like if you think about the swaddles that babies have, right? Like there's such a sense of security Mm -hmm. in that being held. And they create they've created those for dogs on like the fourth of July because there's something that is so calming in them being held and contained in that way.
2: Yeah. And the other part is not just being physically held, it's being emotionally held.
3: Right.
2: How can you create a space for me? I can't tell you how many times it's like. Uh, okay we're good today something comes up that i don't know about right maybe she saw a post of someone who was working out and was jealous of the body or a friend of her got into it or money's not doing good or what am i doing in life and i'm lost right but so when i when i now when we're together i'm trying to feel out like what is this what's going on what's shifting? and i have a i have a i have a opportunity to take it personal
3: mm-hmm.
2: right or Take it for what it is, and get and get in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Create a space where she feels safe enough to say, "Well,
3: I don't. This is not done. This is what happened. Yeah. What? What do you?
2: Wait, whoa, 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 This has nothing to do with the dishes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Talk to me. Yes. Well, I saw this post on Instagram. Okay. So what can't? Okay. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna follow her. But but uh, I got you. I hear you. And in that, it's the same equivalent to physically holding someone in that moment to where all the stuff that I have balled up and I feel crazy about, and I don't know why, and I, if I say this to you, you may look at me differently. Right. But for her to say that to you and not be judged mm. is the most secure, safe, trust-building thing you can do.
1: Yeah, What you're speaking to is so much of what we work on, right, every day right. with clients. It's every like day. This idea of like, Well, my, my partner, my boyfriend, actually, he, he loves this term, um, practicing, trying to understand before being understood. Mm.
2: There it is. And so it's this mantra
1: that I, I myself have adopted, but also that I will give to clients as like, when you're in that moment where you're feeling defensive and you're feeling that kind of energy well up, you know, can you kind of take a breath and just really focus on trying to understand before being understood? Because that's what
0: creates that pathway. That's what opens up that empathy channel. Right. Yeah, it's that that thing of I see you, right? Mm-hmm. What is the movie with the blue people? <laughs> but like ultimately, like what we all want to feel is that I am yes. safe in being seen by you. Even right. with all of my stuff, my, you know, my stuff that I imagine is too much or too crazy or mm-hmm. um, too much. will make someone leave me. I see you and I'm still here and I'm trying to understand, right?
2: It's the same thing. For, and, and men want the same thing. And yeah. that's the conversation that I really try and drive home for women who are like, well, he's this and he's like, well, my question now is have you created a space for him to feel like he can be himself? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or do you have these expectations in him or for him that he and he lives within the, 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 in the box of that, mm-hmm. right? You gotta be this kind of guy, you gotta have this kind of job, you gotta show up, that you gotta build this thing for me. And in reality, he really just wants to do a puzzle on a Thursday night, or in reality, he, he he's you know he he's into animals and hasn't found a way to talk to you about because he geeks out on it and he mm-hmm. feels like if he talks too much you know you're gonna look at him like he's a freak or he's a geek and he's he's not as cool anymore. We talk about this concept of the bad boy or the guy who's trying so hard to be cool that he never has an opportunity to be himself
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: because he may be rejected. He may not get the girl. He may not be as desirable as the hot guy we just put in a movie. So we tell women in Fifty Shades of Grey, this guy, which is a wild movie. Um, it really, I watched it just for kind of like research purposes. I was like, yo, this guy's broken. Um, and, and, and women are like, oh, this is so hot. And I want a guy like this. I'm like, no, I think you want the leadership and dominance aspect of him. But what he's doing is borderline emotional and mental abuse. That's what's happening. There's such
1: a fetish, there's such a, um, as somebody again, and I will speak to myself being a very dominant, very kind of in my masculine, right? There is something, um, almost fetishized about a man that can dominate, dominate might be the right word, but like dominate and take control. Caveat can be trusted to dominate. That's the caveat. (laughs) That's the
2: caveat. That's but are back to the, the swaddle, swaddle,
1: right? It's the right.
0: swaddle again. Like, it's he can swaddle. contain <laughs> it's, right. and, and what's interesting about
2: dominate and control, I, I, and really, and I look, at, I look at, we're talking about dogs and wolves and all these different things, right? And, and whatever. I have two dogs. So I'll use an example, right? One of my dogs, he's a very, very alpha-based guy. Mm-hmm. And we had an incident recently, and he was being a little nippy and chatty at other dogs. So I went to a behaviorist. And she said, you know what he's afraid of, right? And I said, well, what's that? He's afraid that other dogs will not accept him.
3: I was like, you're Mm. kidding me.
2: She said, no, that's why he gets big. He he, he literally broadens his chest, puts his head up. So he's a big dog, he's already 90 pounds. So he still feels like I have to be the big man on the block. Mm. My job as dad is to say, son, it's okay. Mm. So a correction for him is the dominance to create safety for him to relax into who he is. So it's the same thing in relationships. The correction is our boundaries. We're talking about creating boundaries in a relationship. We're talking about the healthy things that create that space of you can't totally just be wild and think that everything you do is acceptable because that's not the truth. And that's not healthy relationship. That's not healthy anything. When someone comes in and you're like, I accept you as you are, or even the stuff that's not acceptable, I accept you as you are that's false. Mm. That's a lie right. because that person can't grow and will not heal beyond that point because they'll think, well,
3: everything I do is okay.
1: I actually have um, a client that I've worked with who her marriage is ending and partly, I mean, there's a lot to it, obviously, but one of the things her and I have talked about is her husband's lack of boundaries with her. And she is a very dominant, you know, like she's very similar to me and her personality and like yeah. her, her career and all these things. And yeah. her husband was always very much like just, go and be you, do you, I'm just here as support, whatever you want, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. And it always, for her, it didn't feel safe and didn't feel contained. And we've gotten to a place of like, she actually wishes she had had a little bit more boundaries and how that would have made her feel more loved by him. And the fact that there were no boundaries, whereas it wasn't obviously what he was doing. He wasn't trying to do that, but the way that she perceived it was actually less loving than if she had Mm. kind of been, of been contained in a way yeah and again this is different for everybody right i mean i I say this because she again is similar to me and that very like masculine but i I imagine not every woman's gonna feel that way but i i we were able to get to that place and i thought that was really interesting
2: and i'm curious now to hear his his story right how did he get to that place why is he and this is something I struggle with. This is something that I I I, I practice everything, right? I don't just post. I practice mm-hmm. this stuff actively in my life because the thing we saw with Will and Jada is everyone has issues, mm-hmm. and they've okay. been not even idolized. They've been super idolized, Put on a pedestal, mm-hmm. on a pedestal of Mount Olympus, right? Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, they are Zeus, uh, and I think what needed what needs to happen for a lot of influencers, is, I'm not saying overshare, but I think you gotta get real with people, right? Yes. Women come to my page all the time, and they say, I want a man like you. Uh, why is not my boyfriend like you? Why, how can my husband be more like you? Mm-hmm. I understand the concept and the idea, but I don't think you understand the man you'll be getting.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You may
2: That's not both, really yeah. want, right, you may not really want who Brandon is. And well, you, dis- you
1: might, but just understand that it's gonna take you doing work yeah. too. It's not about him doing the work. You both have to do the work.
2: That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is don't be surprised if I'm a little flawed. Mm. Don't be surprised yeah. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm not
0: exactly who
2: you picture me to be because you're only getting a particular message. The
0: persona, yeah. yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's so powerful <laughs> because again, my baby's daddy was on, um, he was being interviewed for like a podcast the other day and it was like, how to date in 2020, right? And it was like, yeah. If a man does this, what should I do about this? And he was like, I don't know, communicate. Like, (laughs) talk. It's just so much like, how do I land this person? How should I act to get a man? And it's just amazing to me how much this is still alive that we're sort of interacting with caricatures of ourselves and other people versus really like getting real about what people are, right? And that getting all of this is real. hard for yes. all of us. It is never Preach. easy to share your life with someone. Will and yeah. Jada, I could not applaud them more, more. for yes. sort of normalizing 25 years of marriage does not always look pretty, people. It's right. It's hard work. And so, yeah. I don't know. I think it just is fascinating to me how much we have been impacted by you know, we want to act like, yeah, I know it's not happily ever after, but people do feel like as long, you know, as long as he meets my checklist of things, um, that's the man that I want. And it's like, Well, yeah. and what have we
1: talked about today? It's like this idea that the fairy tales always end at the wedding, Absolutely. right? Ooh. Like we don't see the 20 year marriage after Cinderella and Prince Charming got married. We only saw them get married, you know? <laughs> Cinderella's
3: they, pissed. We saw the <laughs>
1: ball you out.
2: You don't <laughs> never pick up your armor. You right? always uh, have a. hook uh,
1: I gotta pick up the horses' poop. You know what? I I'm left done. my stepmom's house. I'm not scrubbing <laughs> your damn shit anymore. I'm uh, not scrubbing it's everything.
3: real.
2: I love that imagery. Yeah, I love that yeah. because it would shift so much of the idea and the narrative around Prince Charming. But who is King Charming?
3: Mm. I love that. Yeah,
2: we yeah. always stop at the prince. Once you're married, you become a king. So are you a tyrant? Are you are you loving? Are you are you the guy who lacks boundaries? What king or what queen do you become after right. we meet the fairy tale phase is over?
0: Who do you become?
3: Our obsession mm. with
0: adolescence, yeah. I love what you're saying so much because not to like belabor the point of Will and Jada, but I heard so many people sort of speaking to um Will looked broken. Look at him, he had tears in his eyes. She destroyed him. And I was like, Did she destroy him or was he in a space of vulnerability, which is really, really difficult for us to witness in men? Like, yeah, it is not easy to like go on a public platform and speak about the challenges that we've experienced. I don't know that that means he's broken. To me, that means he is incredibly strong. I don't know. And and knowing what's going to come
2: after. Mm -hmm. They're not just some couple. They They are a world... They're worldly, global public figures. Mm. The memes are coming, the calls are coming, the jokes are coming, and yes. it's like, who are we cussing on here?
0: Yes, I <laughs> do Who
2: the fuck are we to poke this man's soft spot? Yeah. Please preach. <laughs> who the fuck are you? And you want you. somebody coming into your house, poking you in the fucking eye, talking about all the things you've done wrong? I
1: don't no, think so. No, but that's so. exactly it. It's all the projections, right? So it's like, projections. If, I can, if I can put it out here and put it out here, I don't have to look at the mirror. Yeah. And talk about my own shit. Right. Here's,
2: here's what I find so amazing about the vast, now I've got to preachy, but the vastness, because <laughs> there's this place I go to and I'm like, Jesus, calm me down. There's this... <laughs> there's this beauty in the vastness of love that the experience is not, you can't put it in a fucking box.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now people say, well, what should I do if we break up? What should we do if we here?" Okay. Let's evaluate some things before you make this decision, but I'm not going to tell you because you broke up, it's over. It's done. It's wrong. I'm not going to tell you this person may not come back into your life five, five years from now. And then you guys meet exactly where you're supposed to. I can't tell you that that guy, that whatever that he's got the one for you. So when I see situations like Will and Jada's, okay, Jada says we're gonna break, this happens, she meets this guy. If Will says he has understanding and their love and their marriage are more important than this situation this time period, then who the fuck are any of these people right. to judge and say, this Will, this, this is what you get when you do this and that, no, come
1: on. It doesn't fit in our narrative though. It goes back to the fairy tale. It doesn't fit in what we've been told or taught to believe things should look like. Yes. And if they don't look like this one thing, then obviously yeah. something is wrong,
0: right? Right. And I think that fear of judgment that all of us are constantly like aware of and, you know, um, defending against is what I know Vanessa and I sit with so many clients who are in deep space of suffering, not living authentic lives because they are just so terrified of what everybody's judgments are going to be about my life, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What's
2: interesting about where I'm at in life now at, at 31, I remember coming from the other side of the fence Mm-hmm. I, ca- I come from Texas. I have a lot of military in my family, a lot of what we wanted perceived to be as if we can create this, a scenario for you to get married, have kids, stay married, pray, do it God's way, then you're going to have the mm. happy ever after and mm. then make God happy and everyone in the church is happy. Everyone's happy, but you're not happy, right? right? That's the truth of it. Yes. So I, I came from that. I was going into relationships in a city that is so not that.
0: Mm-hmm. That
2: they were ending because I was coming with this program from an old IBM computer, and everyone's on Macs. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and it's like, dee,
3: dee, 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 dee. And they're like, "Hey, dude, this
2: program does not work here. Like, we're we're on Wi-Fi. Things are moving a little bit quicker. I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know what this experience you're trying to have. You still got like a keyboard with the thing attached to the computer." That's the programming I was coming here with. So I'm like, well, why are my relationships working?
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: because it was so, it, it, was, it had never grown. My mm-hmm. mind had not expanded to the possibility that love in a relationship is really the story I create.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I in creating that. that story, you have editors come in, a therapist, a counselor, a friend, and look at your sentences and say, well, you know what, you may wanna do this here. You may wanna put a comma there. You may wanna do this here. And it's up to you as the writer to say, I do wanna put that comma there. I do Mm. wanna put that period there. I do may wanna end this chapter after two pages. It's up to you, but you have to allow the editors to come in and read the story, read the paragraph, read the chapter, and then give you the tools to either make it a better story or you decide where the story goes from there. But at the end of the day, it's your story.
1: I love that. I mean, I'm going to use that actually with clients. I mean, I love this idea of it is your story. We are just an editor. I mean, as a therapist, right? It's like, we're just here to tell you that we think maybe the sentence would be better structured with a comma, but you can decide whether or not you want to put that comma in there. It's your story. Yeah, you're taking us
0: to church, Brandon. We're like, yes, Brandon.
1: Well, and that's actually, I mean, that's a good segue into the kind of like where I wanted to then ask you is like this idea of because so much of what you talk about is so familiar to us in the therapy world. And yet you have said that you yourself have actually never been to therapy. I'm curious to know kind of what your thoughts are on therapy, how you feel about therapy, you know, what you tell people that you work with about therapy, just because obviously, you know, that's what Dana and I do. So I'm I'm curious.
2: I advocate for it 100%. I Mm. believe it is so important especially for people who have a hard time talking. Mm-hmm. I fortunately kind of have an okay idea of talking to people about what's really going on with me. Right. So my therapist has become my friends in a sense the need for them, right? I, I have no profession. I have no plaque. I have no anything. But what I find interesting is after the conversation and self-reflection and, and accountability for whatever it may be, I'll talk about it. And a therapist will come to me and say, you know, there's a study around that. Right? And I'm like, yeah. no, I have no clue there's a study around that. Yeah, you talked about this, this doctor came up with this 10 years ago when men do this and they show the study is 75% this. And I'm like, happened on Thursday night with a couple of whiskeys. Mm.
3: Right. Like that's
2: how I got to the point. And yeah. so I wholeheartedly I, I advocate for it. I believe it's important. And I, I, and I know that when I am in a, uh, like a, when I'm like in the midst of like being married and whatever, I, I am already on board with, we're gonna go to couples counseling. Mm. Cause I can't be, I can't be our counselor.
1: Right.
2: Right. Right. I'm not saying she's not, she's not vulnerable, but I know myself enough to be like, well, let's talk about this and let's go to this. Like, I'm tired of talking to your ass. I'm tired of talking to you. I want to talk <laughs> yeah. to somebody else. And I'm like, well, what do you, what do you mean, man? I'm a good talker. I'm a good communicator. And she's like, no, I want to talk to somebody. Like, I am already prepared to understand and surrender to, I don't have all of the equipment, all of the tools, all the resources within me. You have to go to something outside of you. You have to go to someone outside.
1: What's interesting about that too, is there's been a lot of, um, I mean, research again, but like a lot of writing around this idea of collectivistic cultures don't utilize therapists as much, right? Because they have this kind of built-in structure in that the community. in the Western world, we don't have that anymore. You know, we don't <sighs> have communities like we used to. We don't, it's not the village anymore. Right. You know, we are confined to our small little, you know, nuclear families and we don't have anyone to talk to and process this stuff with. So that is where you'll see the therapist kind of where we've kind of grown out of. Right. Um, so, you know, even like the Latinx community, you don't see that as often because they do have their aunties and their cousins
0: and they're this and they're that and they get together. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like we talk about that so much, like how it's been a detriment to all of us that we are hungry for our animalistic instinct to sort of be in community and be able to have authentic connection with one another. Right. Um, I do feel curious to ask you just a little bit, since we don't have a ton of time left, um, about this moment that we're in, Brandon. Like, I know you talk a ton about like, people dating and meeting each other and like, how to authentically connect. How do you sort of see um, dating evolving or changing, given, you know, like we're in the midst of COVID 19 and a lot of like quarantining? Like, what do you think um, or have you seen is shifting for people around all of that stuff?
2: We've had to adapt. Mm. And I think it's one of the most beautiful traits of, of mankind mm. is our willingness to adapt to a circumstance in time One of my favorite stories I've seen and whether it's true or not. I don't know There's this guy in New York and he was in his apartment. and Maybe you guys seen it a uh, rooftop cutie or something like that
3: the
1: Bubble
2: and bubble. But yeah, the bubble girl, right? Mm. A quarantine cutie is what it's called, but they're on a rooftop and one day this guy he has his drone and he's kind of filming New York. And there's this girl and she's dancing on a rooftop. And she's doing a TikTok. And he's like, she's kind of cute. Let me shoot my shot. And he shoots a shot and they exchange phone numbers and they're texting and they'll, they'll meet on the rooftop and have dinners.
3: Mm-hmm. They
2: adapted to the environment to cultivate a relationship, potentially love. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, what the quarantine lockdown time is doing for a lot of people is causing us to adapt to a time where if you really desire it and really want it bad enough, you will find a way,
3: Mm.
2: right? There's a difference between the victim and the victor. Reason being is the victim doesn't see a way, the victor always sees a way. So if you really want to champion and be a champion of love and for love, you won't allow something like a, a lockdown to stop you from, okay, Maybe I'll send that direct message. Maybe I'll comment on that post. Maybe mm. I'll find a way to say, hey, you know what? Can you call me? I'd like to talk to you. Can we FaceTime? Whatever the case may be, because if you want it bad enough you'll find a way, and love always finds a way, it's the most powerful force in the world. Mm. So there's nothing that technology, time, a presidency, a lockdown, a restaurant being closed could ever stop you from doing to find something and love finding you when you really openly say, I want this.
0: Mm. I love that. And I love the way that you're sort of talking about us evolving in the context of maybe this is sort of what we needed to ha- have happen to sort of humanize the way that we're meeting one another and dating where we really have to like, be hungry to actually know each other and do the work to have conversations yes. versus yes. just continuing to swipe right or left or whatever the hell you're doing. Whatever, but, away, I'm so uh, whatever you're swiping when you're swiping. But yeah, maybe we needed a little bit of this. So,
2: so for me, and, and I, I think it was kind of interesting. I, we always told this idea of, well, what would happen if we were in the war? You know, with these romantic stories of, well, he went mm-hmm. off and she wrote letters every day and all these different, right? We romanticized this idea, but we, we had that opportunity. We have that opportunity now. Mm-hmm. So when I was, I started to see someone, uh, we were just friends at first, but we got closer when the lockdown happened. Now you can say, okay, well, really we became intimate because of, we couldn't see anyone else and we were like, we trust each other. It was an opportunity for the both of us to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. right? If if I'm seeing you and you're seeing me, we could get bored of each other really easily. But how do you not get bored of a person? How do you not get stagnant in a relationship? Vulnerability vulnerability allows newness to happen Mm. every single day.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful and I think that it is that that thing of like how you reframe it or how you look at it right like so many people are like this is impossible I'm with this person I can't escape this person it's like yeah and maybe you can't escape this person and in Mm -hmm. that you have this opportunity to have a a new level of depth in your conversations or a new way to like get to a compromise that you might have been able to walk away from otherwise and that's kind of amazing yeah Wow, Brandon, you're just such a gift. I feel like um, it's really just such a pleasure to meet you and, and connect with you. And just thank you for the work that you do in the world. Because I feel yeah. like I certainly um, utilize your um, page as a tool, and I will continue to and just, you know, your writing is so thought provoking and really refreshing in what we need. So Thank you. Thank you. Good.
1: And before we do our little, we have a lightning round that we like to ask everybody some questions. Um, But just for our listeners, um, where can they find you?
2: So you guys can find me on New Age Gents. uh, That's on Instagram. I meant to say on Instagram at New Age Gents, but you can find me on New Age Gents on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Facebook, New Age Gents, newagegents.com. And I have an Etsy shop. If you have a guy, you want to get a sweater or something like that, Etsy shop, New Age Gents.
0: Nice. All right. So the first question is, what breaks your heart?
2: Brandon. Okay. Wow. I that. Am I supposed to answer quickly?
0: No.
1: <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> whatever, whatever comes up.
2: When I see the how unnecessary hatred or like mm. treating someone wrongly is, mm. like how how easily, if you chose something different, it would be a whole different scenario. So when I see someone choose hate or harm or or, or to just word, just abuse someone with your words unnecessarily, which is always unnecessary. It breaks my heart.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Where do you find yourself in a state of flow? So, what does flow look like for you?
2: Telling myself uh, that I love me and that everything's going to be okay.
0: <laughs> Today's nice
2: crying. I'm crying. Is she? <laughs>
0: I feel like you've made me really emotional like five
1: times. <laughs> <laughs> so you find flow in a state of self-love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And
0: then we have a really important last question. I Can't even get there. <laughs> um, and so what's your favorite food?
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? Steak. I like nice. a good steak. Nice. No, right. lies. Take that back. Here's the thing, I thought about it because my body was like, "You're lying to them." Pancakes.
0: Oh pancakes, yeah. Pancakes. Pancakes. Now you're talking. I can get yeah. on board with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Blueberry pancakes from this place called Sweetwater Cafe. My favorite pancakes in the world. The biggest pancakes I've ever had. I love pancakes. You want to see me act five? Hmm. Give me a. <laughs> give me pancakes. <laughs> Happiest man <laughs> in the world.
3: Oh, I love, love it. it.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for celebrating men, celebrating love, and, you know, just supporting people in connecting with one another in a more authentic way. I just think, again, I I said it before, but I really think you're such a gift, Brandon. It's so great to meet you. It's
1: challenging, challenging us. And I I always appreciate people who challenge us to, like, just be the best versions of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's refreshing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. absolutely. Thanks, Brandon.